Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Back on the Track podcast. This is Mikhail, and we're here to discuss our predictions for the medalists for the 2021 Tokyo. So I got Kyra on the other line. Kyra, you can say. Yo, so chill. Awesome. So before we start, as you guys know, the Olympics started on the 23rd, and it's been pretty good. Um, very competitive. A lot of interesting events have occurred. Um, unfortunately, the U.S., in my opinion, has underperformed in these Olympics. Um, as you guys know, especially with gymnastics, Simone Biles had to withdraw from <clears throat> the finals due to mental health issues. Um, Kyra, what do you think? This just goes back to what happened earlier, um, not that long ago, a few months ago, when Naomi um, did something similar in the um, tournament. I mean, it just dates back to how critical mental health is and how people underestimate the type of effects it can have on an athlete. Doesn't matter you're a professional, doesn't matter how doesn't matter if you excel in the sport that you're in, mental health should be taken very seriously. And if it comes to the point where you can, you know, harm yourself or harm others, or if you just you know, you're not a hundred percent um on the same page as your physical health, then it's not worth it, in my opinion. So I think she made the right move and I think, you know, like I said, we should take this into consideration. For other athletes, because mental health shouldn't be taken lightly. So I, yeah. don't, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, as you know, COVID took place last year. It took a sharp hit on a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. athletes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Simone Biles is the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she came in with a lot of pressure and a lot of expectations. And, you know... I was watching some of her videos from, like, the trials and the qualifying, and she just looked out of place. I mean, she was falling. She was tripping. You know, gym, gymnastics is one of those sports. I mean, one fall, one wrong move, one, mm-hmm. you know, you can severely injure yourself. And exactly. Simone, she just looked uncomfortable. She just didn't yeah. look like herself. Yeah. And I think maybe the pressure is getting to her, you know, knowing that she's the top ranked and, you know, everybody's. Mm-hmm projecting it and you know something like this kind of mentally took a toll on her so i do think she did the right thing and you know they still performed well they Mm -hmm. didn't win the gold but you know they finished in silver so they left home with the medal yeah uh other than that yeah like i said it's been it's been extremely competitive i mean Mm -hmm. the u.s have not really in my opinion, I feel like they underperformed. Like, a lot of the U.S. swimmers were favorites entering. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of them have been finishing. I think in total, there's been, like, maybe four gold medals. The U.S. is wrapped up. And I like it. I mean, these other countries are catching up. You know, they're evening out the field. And, you know, it just gets to show you that, you know, when you're on top, you know, when you're the fastest in the world, you're a world record holder. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always somebody chasing after you. 
Yeah. I'm putting my two cents real quick. Um, you know, the main difference in my opinion from the USA living in the USA or competing for this country versus other countries. The main difference is the accessibility to resources. A lot of countries, um, certain countries like Jamaica, third world countries, they don't have the same resources. They, don't, they can't utilize the same resources as um, the USA would. So, you know, by this doesn't mean that the athletes are more. That is, that's, that's not what that explains. No. That, you know, that just shows that, you know, this country, because of the resources that we are, have accessibility to, you know, we can compete with more, I guess, with more intensity. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but countries, just because you have more resources doesn't mean you're going to get beat or that you can't be beat, right? You know, everyone has, I'm assuming everyone has a common goal, right? The common goal is to win. You know, if you don't want to win, I don't know why you're even in this position. That's just, that should be the common goal for everyone. So it just shows, it just goes to show you that mentality, mentally-wise, who's the strongest mentally, whoever's the strongest mentally, because in a lot of sports, in my opinion, your mental strength, if your mental strength overpowers your physical powers, if you combine the two, that's what I get. So um, if these other countries can maintain that personality or that mentality, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more shots, to be honest. But that's just mine. That's my two cents on that. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And like I said, it's... Like the competitive aspect, you know, it's very intriguing, exciting, and I'm enjoying mm. it. I, I love it. Mm. So let's let's get into track now. Let's get into the most important part of the podcast. So as you guys know, track does start tomorrow. It's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be a very epic Olympics. I'm not sure how that track is in Tokyo, but I'm anticipating a lot of Extremely fast races, some Olympic records, world mm. records being broken. Really looking forward to that. I think the medalist is. And then Cairo is going to put his two cents and comment on what he predicts the medals are going to be. Well, just a quick fact. Um, for the Olympics, for y'all that don't know, um, bands aren't allowed at um, – because there's been speculation um, in Japan around uh, COVID cases, another outbreak. So fans are not permitted to watch, at least live. You can't watch it live. You can watch it on TV, obviously, but you can't watch it live. Are competing in, you know, a fanless venue, just for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep, so it's a whole different ball game from what we're normally used to in track. Mm. Um, so I'm going to start off with the men's running events. So we're going to do a separate podcast for male and female. This way it's not an extended podcast. We're not looking at like a two-hour podcast here. Um, just to let you guys know, this was extremely tough coming up with the medalists. Like I said, it's, these events are so deep. It can go either way. You know, it 
all varies on who has a bad day, who has a good day. But this is who I feel just looking at the world rankings and just previous performances, mm-hmm. I think, is going to medal. All right? So we're going in order, starting with the 100. All right? The signature of the... Okay? So, for the 100 meters, for the gold medal, I have Trayvon Bromel of the USA. The silver medal... Silver medalist, I have Ronnie Baker of the USA. Mm. And then in bronze, I have Andre de Grasse from Canada. And mm. I also did a fourth place. I uh, just wanted to make it a little more exciting. Um, in fourth place, I have Akani Simbine of South Africa. All right. So before Kyle who, gets who his you opinion, have second? I have Ronnie Baker from the USA. So if you look at the fields here, right? Trayvon Bromel is the fastest in the world. His PB this season, the season's best and personal best, is a 9.77. Okay? Mm-hmm. And second in the world is Sambina with a 9.84. Um, so looking really good. He's looked good all season. He did have that one loss in, I believe it was Monaco. Mm-hmm. But I find that one a little bit, you know, I don't really count it. Well, it is counted, but he did have a stumble from the start. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think he's looked at starts in the world, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I think it's just incredible, his story, you know, tearing his Achilles in the previous Olympics, you know, missing, being away from the track for like a few years, and then coming back and making an epic, extreme comeback. Uh, so, I have Romel. Ronnie Baker, um, his PR is uh, 9.85. Mm-hmm. He's looked good all season. He has a couple of Diamond League wins. So I, just based off consistency and time, I believe that he's going to get silver medal. And then, bronze, surprise, surprise, I have Andre DeGrasse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you guys who don't know, Andre DeGrasse has been very consistent when it comes to meddling in these global championships mm. if you look at his resume he was third in 2015 the 2015 world championships in beijing the previous olympics he was third in the hundred next to usain Bolt and justin gatlin mm. um i believe he was injured in 2017 so he didn't compete in worlds but in 2019 he also won the bronze so when it matters the grass knows when to show up you know just based off his past and he has run sub 10 this season um, he usually peaks when it matters so I have him in third and then Sambine I believe he was fifth I don't know how he placed in world I think he was either fourth or fifth um, fortunately mm-hmm. I just think that um, I just feel like he's going to be in fourth what do you think about this list in the medals so, Cairo you didn't have Marvin Bracey in there and well, Marvin Bracey didn't qualify. He didn't uh, qualify sorry, for the list. What about Curly? Um, Curly, I mean, he's just based off of – he's a wild card. Um, yeah. I could see him – if he's in the final, he could final. But I see him coming maybe like fifth or sixth. Um, he hasn't yeah. looked good after that U.S. trials. Okay, He's had a couple of 
poor performances in the Diamond League. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, based off of his time, he's he's rejected fourth. Mm-hmm. So, but I just feel like just you know with him entering the one moving down, you know I haven't seen Curly really step up mm-hmm. in those big moments. So I don't yeah. have a meddling. Um, I mean, other than that, I like the list. I like the list. Um, how about um? Get our mind. Yeah, I like the list. I like the list. Um, I do. I think Rass can slip into the top three, just you know, as you said, due to his past races, he is one of those people that. I guess I guess you could say he's one of those people who don't really need to study to do well on the test. So, you know, I do think he could slip in there for a medal. But as far as the top two guys go, you know, I, I like this list. Um, I don't know. Would you say the 100's open, though? I mean, anything could happen, right? Any race, anything could happen, unfortunately, just because you're, you're num- you know, world-leading, you have the world-leading time, or if you're heading into the Olympics – and you're in the best position possible, doesn't mean you're automatically going to win the race. So, th- is this an open race for you or no? I don't think it's an open race. I think Bruno has it in the bag. I mean, like I said, he has the best starts in the world. Mm-hmm. He has the fastest time in the world. He just had that one slip-up, which I believe it's, it's pretty good. I'm glad he had that one loss because, mm-hmm. you know, it lowers the pressure. Okay. And definitely, we'll see how he looks in the rounds. But, you know, I don't see Bromel losing. I, I just can't see him. I just okay. don't see Baker or DeGrasse beating him. Okay. All right, awesome. Yeah, I mean, other than that, on DeGrasse, and as I said, right, DeGrasse definitely has shown up in the past. Um, I don't really see any of these other guys as of right now, at least. You know, I would have to see the heats first and then obviously the semis to dictate how some of these other guys could fare. But, yeah, I like your list. I agree with that. Awesome. All right. Second sprint event, the 200 meters. Okay. okay. So, this list, for my medalist, I have – Gold, I have Noah Lyles of the USA winning the gold medal. Mm-hmm. I have Andre DeGrasse coming in with the silver. Okay. And then for third place, the bronze medal, I have Kenny Benderick, Juco standout from Kenny. the USA in third. Okay. And then fourth place, this was kind of tough, but I just threw in Divine Oduduru of Nigeria um, for coming in fourth. Now, Noah Lyles. Noah Lyles, as we know, is the reigning world champion. Mm-hmm. He's had a very subpar season. Okay. But from what we saw from trials, that 19, let me see here, his PR. He has the fastest time in the world with the uh, 7-4. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he just looked really good in trials. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's proved to us that, you know, even though he's having a inconsistent season you know yeah. he's the defending champion he's the top guy in the 200 yeah so i i see lyle championship title and winning the olympics now once again the grass uh-huh. you look at his track record he came silver to usain bolt in 
2016, the 2016 Olympics. Mm-hmm. In 2019, he was second to Lyles. Mm-hmm. And once again, DeCrass performs the best. Yeah. And he always finds a way on the podium. So yeah. I see DeGrasse coming in silver. And then Kenny, he's had such a consistent season. He's had a couple of wins. Mm-hmm. He hasn't beaten Lyles. He's right there. His PR this season is a – or season's best, which – 19.78. Yep. So I definitely see him meddling. I think just based off of consistency, and he's looked pretty good in his races. I could see him winning the bronze. Now, okay, so you said you had to double check. You said you had um, Lyles winning, and then you said you had the grass at second, then Kenny? Yeah. Okay. So. Quick question. Kenny is coming in with a faster 200, right? But, you know, as we said, the grass seems as if, you know, whenever the pressure's on the line, he shows up, he prevails. So you have flipped. The grass is, you know, his time heading into this fast time. And Kenny's in 1978. So, I mean, this is going to be interesting. I feel like the 200. I feel like this 200 could be a, more interesting than the 100, in my opinion, because if you look at these times, right, right, I know in the 100, they're close as well, but I feel like this race is more open than the 100. I feel like a lot of these guys can slip in there depending on their racing tactics and depending on whoever executes um, the smartest. Yeah. But, Yeah. I yeah, think it's definitely. gonna be somewhat. I don't know if it's gonna be that order exactly. I want to say, but I like I like the top three. I like top three medalists for that. You know, maybe Kenny could slip in with silver. You know, Lyles, Kenny, and yeah. then DeGrasse with yeah. the bronze. But yeah. DeGrasse, in my opinion, the the, the collegiate collegiate star Joseph. Like I said, yeah. this is one of those races that it just depends. Whoever executes the smartest and Whoever can show up, spotlight comes on, then, you know, you know, be on the podium. Yeah. So some notable absences to these podiums. Someone, some of these other athletes. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Fambule. So Joseph Fambule, as you guys know, is the... Mm-hmm. Ran at 19.94. Um, I haven't seen him run since the championships. And with mm-hmm. his horrendous starts... Um, you know, it's going to be tough for him to find his way on the podium. I mean, he yeah. has – his top-end speed is incredible on that. I was watching a video where they said that his 100, his final 100 is like a 9-2 or 9-4, something like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, his starts – starts are very important in the 200. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can make it up on the home stretch, but when you're on a field with, you know, great starters – Lyles and have a grass who has great top end speed. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him to medal. Um, and once again, we haven't seen him run since the NCAA, so he hasn't been yeah. any Diamond League meets. Um, so we'll Time see what happens like there. Under the radar right now. Okay. And then the seventeen-year-old Arianton or Arian Knighton. Yeah. Um, 
He I mean, is nine good. Fast times in 1984. So, 19.84, yes. I but mean, once again, yeah. he's on the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Let, we'll see how he runs the rounds. If, I mean, if he's able to run the rounds like he did in trials, mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely in the mix. But I feel like lack of experience may mm-hmm. affect him. Um, but you never know. I mean, this, this list can go either way. But as of yeah. right now, based on what I've seen, um, mm-hmm. that's, these are my medalists. I have Lyles, DeGrasse, and Menderic. Okay. Okay. Now, let's get to the 400. Now, this is where it gets starts to get really interesting, these next couple of events. Um, so the 400, this 400 field is an open race. Mm-hmm. Um, there hasn't been any standouts, you know, any athletes or who struck out to me. Yeah. So... This is who I have as medalist. As of right now, today, July 28th, um, in the 400 meters. Okay. I have Stephen Gardner of the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Silver, I have Michael Norman of the U.S. Okay. And then in bronze, I have the reigning Olympic champion, Wade Van Meeker, with... Well, you have Van Meeker meddling? <laughs> yes, I have him meddling. I have him in third place. Yes. When's the um, last time Van Meeker ran? No, he did run in, he <laughs> ran a race in Spain, I believe. And he ran a 44.5. Oh, okay, he ran back in. Six. Okay, he ran. That was on June 19th. Late last month. Yeah. Okay. It was June 19th. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I feel like Van Meeker. And like I said, this is an open race. It, this yeah. was this was really tough for me to come up with medalists. Mm. Um, I feel like Van Meeker, he's back in the Olympics. Mm. You know, he ran his world record. I think he's gonna have a lot of momentum, and I think he has the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just don't think he's that same athlete he was in 2016, but yeah. he could still come back. I still think he has potential to medal. Yeah. Stephen Gardner, um, there was a race recently where he ran a 44.47, where mm-hmm. he beat Norman. He didn't meet Norman in that race. Now, he's a reigning world champion, and he is an incredible – if you look at this guy, the way he runs, he has yeah. that tall frame, those long strides. Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough to beat him. I, I just see he's just a very fluid, efficient 400 runner. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, he may not have the same speed as someone like Norman, but his strides, you know, stride length is very important in the 400. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have someone with longer strides can always outkick somebody with, you know, shorter strides and mm-hmm. less speed. But he's an amazing runner, you know, a PR of 43, 45. So, mm-hmm. you know, he has 43 potential. Um, and he did win in that race in Hungary. So like a few weeks ago. So I think he's yeah. coming into shape. So okay, just so based You said yeah. you had Gardner first. Mm-hmm. Um, uh silver medalist. And then you said you had the reigning Olympian um at third. Yeah. How about Randolph? 
Randolph has the fastest time heading into this. 43-8. So, Randolph, he's a very interesting athlete. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, he ran a 43.85 at the NCAA Championships. He, mm-hmm. And I think Randolph has amazing potential. He, okay. you know, but if you look at it, you know, he did make third. He was struggling a lot in the rounds. Yeah, he um, was. And right now, he hasn't ran any races prior or after trials. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. He's a little mystery. Like, you haven't seen him compete, you know, on a world-class field. Mm-hmm. So we have to see how he handles the rounds. He definitely can make a final. Definitely can make a final. And his closing speed is really good in the four. Okay. But once again, it's we have to in the Olympics and then we have these professional athletes, mm-hmm. you know, who are reaching their peak performance. You know, how is he gonna fear in that? Yeah. Okay. So I, I definitely think he can final. Um maybe he can even medal. Okay. When you have athletes like, you know, Zambrano from Colombia, very underrated. He came silver. He has great closing speed. You know, you have Van Nieker, who's been in these situations before. Um, you know, defending Olympic medalists. Michael Norman with a PR of 4407. Um, you know, Michael Norman, as you remember, he is in his mother's home country. So, you yeah, know, he, he has a lot of motivation. And a lot of um, very motivation. But you know, one last question. How about Michael Cherry? Is he a Michael wild Cherry. card pick in this, or <sighs> how do you feel about that? I, just, I don't see it. I, I don't see it. I think his, you know, he could final. Um, but I, I my safe bet is he's gonna be in the semifinals. He may get knocked out in the semifinals. I just don't mm-hmm. see him. I haven't mm-hmm. seen him, and you know, this is his first. Team. US team mm-hmm. He's been in a lot of relays, but he hasn't been in the open. So he's a mystery. Um, mm-hmm. My safe bet is that he's going to advance the semis. Um, you know, depending on who the Heat season, maybe the final, but I just don't have a lot of. But I can maybe, maybe type something, you know. But I just, based off his track, you know, I, I just, I can't see it. Okay, that's fair. I mean, he's I having a great I, season, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the list. I agree with the list. I feel like he pretty much picked out everyone that was closest to meddling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely a few wild cards in here. As, you know, any race, definitely a few wild cards, but. Thank you. Top guns. Top guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Now, in my. This was probably the hardest event to mm-hmm. figure out who is going to medal. And that is the 800 meters. There has not been any time ever since I've started watching track mm-hmm. that this is probably the most 800. Yeah. Like, these times are so close. And there's no, like, anybody who's really stood out to me this season. Um, you know, it's no Rudisha. Rudisha's, I don't, not sure if he's retired, but he was injured. So mm-hmm. we don't have him. The reigning world champion, um, Donovan Brazier's not in here. Nope. 
So, you know, he had his unfortunate trials, did not perform well. So, you know, this is where we're at. Now, here are my medalists. All right. And like I said, this can go either way. And Mm -hmm. it, it was tough to come up with this. Okay. But in gold, the first place, I have Nigel Amos. Okay. okay, silver medalist in 2012, next to that Rudisha world record, winning. Mm-hmm. I have Clayton Murphy of the mm-hmm. U.S. And then in bronze, I have Ferguson Rotich of Kenya coming in. With the fourth place finisher being Isaiah Jewett. Interesting. In the U.S. Now, let me let me tell you how this is how I came up with this list. Okay. So this is with under the perception um, that these Jewett is in the finals. Yeah. I feel like Jewett. Have you watched Jewett in trials? He blazes out. He's mm-hmm. a front runner. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jewett's gonna go out and probably maybe like a fifty low. Yeah, maybe forty nine. I don't. It's definitely um, going to be on world record pace. Like it's, it's going to be fast. World record pace can be awfully close. Awfully close. Yes, I, I feel like, like Nigel Amos just based off he benefits from fast races. Yeah, he does. I yeah. just in Diamond League, like Nigel, when it comes to these tactical races, for some reason Amos just doesn't do well. Yeah. But if Jewett. Jewett's going to go out in the 49 low or 49 high, 50 low. Um, I feel like Amos is going to be right behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Murphy, you know, with his closing speed, um, is going to be in that mix as well. Okay. And I see Jewett and probably leading at the whole stretch. Yeah. Now, Amos has closing speed, has pretty good speed. Yeah. Um, I see Amos passing him. I see Murphy passing him. And then Rotich, who was the bronze medalist in Doha, he's been a very consistent 800 runner. He's mm-hmm. he won a diamond this year. Um, I could see him closing it, and then Jewett just kind of just runs out of steam and yeah. fades into fourth. That that's how I predict this race is if Jewett is in the finals, and that's wow. how I came up with my finishers. Yeah, I mean that's definitely um, an accurate list, right? As you said, Jewett is a front runner, right? I think for those who have been watching him, you know, prior to this year even beginning, um, before the championships, you know, he's a front runner. He benefits from taking out the pace, maintaining his pace, and pretty much whatever happens after that happens, right? So, and I would love to see him in the final because I feel like if Jewett, as a youngin, if he goes into the final, it's going to motivate these other guys to give them additional motivation to go with him. And most likely they go with him, it's going to be a quick race. So, yeah, I mean, I like your I like your top three. What about um Emmanuel? Kenya. Oh, Courier. That's another one. Now, Courier is once another athlete. Great 800 runner. Mm-hmm. But similar to Amos, um, mm-hmm. he benefits Corey is somebody who I feel like is not a round runner. He doesn't run well in rounds. 
Okay. Um, I believe okay. one of the world championships, he didn't even make it out of the semifinals. And his form, if you guys notice, he does this bobbling, this some unorthodox. Yeah, it's like he's exhausted and, um, you know, yeah. just from exhaustion, he's just moving his head to kind of, you know, yeah, get back in his flow. Exactly. And I, I felt like if he cleans that up, he's going to be a very – um, a very good 800 runner, very strong. Um, 142. Yeah. But it's just I don't know how he runs. Rounds. I mean, he could final, and he could be on this podium. Yeah. But you know, the thing with the 800 is you have a lot of talented athletes who mm-hmm. run these 143, 142 times, but. Mm-hmm. Getting through the Olympics, remember, there's the first round, the semis, and the finals. Mm-hmm. And usually these rounds are very tactical. These yeah. are not – unless you have someone like a Jewett in these races, um, you know, setting it from the gun, you know. It's basically whoever has the best kick. You know, he can get out kicked by somebody. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that's why I have Murphy in here as a medalist because even though he doesn't have great Diamond League performances – Mm-hmm. He's a very good round runner. He gets better as the rounds progress. Yeah, I think he kind of sizes up the fields, um, and he knows how to make his way to a final. And um, I mean, that's the that's the best thing, right? You know, from a professional athlete standpoint, the whole goal, right? Back to what I was saying earlier, your common goal, everyone's common goal, peak when it matters, right? So whether that's your whether your season is that last diamond league race, like the last anticipated one or regarding maybe it's a world competition similar to the Olympics or world championships, then, you know, you would want to peak now. This is the time for you to leave it all out there, right? So, but that being said, I do think Murphy can steal one. I think he has a mentality. He definitely has the worth ethics. I think he could steal one. And remember, he is the reigning Olympic bronze medalist from me. Exactly. So, you know, he's coming in with some momentum and mm-hmm. some motivation. So, mm-hmm. definitely think that that's my list. And like I like, I was like spending like 30 minutes trying to figure out who in the world is going to medal this 800. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is where it gets a little easier. And I think this is pretty straightforward. To me, the fifteen hundred meters. Mm-hmm. Now, just um, just to let you guys know, Chiriot will be competing in Tokyo. Um, unfortunately, the athletes, two of the athletes who finished before him in trials, because mm-hmm. he did come in fourth due to him getting injured for some reason, mm-hmm. um, they didn't have enough drug tests. I believe that's what they're saying. Yeah. So, just the fact that. Chiriot has the fastest time in the world. And he's in Rio. I mean, not Rio, Tokyo. Um, so, this is my medalist for the 1500. I have Timothy Chiriot winning the gold. Okay. I have Jakob Inkabritskin getting Norway finishing si- silver. And then I have Mohamed Katir of ah. Spain, España, coming in with the bronze. With Marcin Lewandowski, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Underdog, he's now guys definitely swimming under the radar. Exactly, definitely yes. swimming now, under the radar. 
that's that's a strong field, and I I really think with Chiriot in this race, mm. that is going to be the top three. I, I yeah. just can't see. If you look at that diamond ring, um, that diamond league race in Monaco, yeah, Chiriot won with the three twenty eight. He won a PR three twenty eight point twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Now, Katir came in second, almost breaking the European record with a 328.76. Mm-hmm. And Jakob came in third. Now, Jakob, remember, I think Jakob was coming off of some illness or something. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was his season's best in the 1500. But Jakob is someone I feel like he's been training. I've been following him on IG. I see him training. And he's, you know, he's a young gun. He's motivated. Mm-hmm. He's hungry. You know, because he has Chiriot to chase after. Yeah. Yeah, he's capable of beating Katir. Now, Katir, from just looking at some statistics, mm-hmm. um, he's been progressing nicely. He, yeah, you know, yeah. he's a 328, um, 1500 runner. In the 5K, mm-hmm. he runs a 12, let's see, uh, 727. Yeah. Point six four. He ran in the three thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are all national records, by the way. And then yeah. he ran a twelve fifty five k. So he is slipping under the radar. He just came out of nowhere. I, I mean, yeah, did. I, I didn't even know that Spain had um, a fifteen hundred runner. I didn't know that it was. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just say based off of that Monaco race because we know if Chiriot's in the final, it's going to be a fast race. It's yeah. it's going to be. Uh, a 320 race because he, he did run 329 and in- yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be at least basically yeah go ahead yeah I, I feel like that race I know Jakob's gonna come after him he's gonna be chasing mm-hmm. after him I know Katir will be up there as well I mean they're sub 330 you know there's only four athletes right now who's run sub 330 in the four um the 1500 this year mm-hmm. and those three, I feel like, are the strongest um, to medal. I, I just can't see them not meddling mm-hmm. unless something goes wrong and someone pulls up. I just think that's the top three. Okay. Um, so yeah. what about um, the hometown hero from Oregon? So Cole Hawker, as you guys know, um, he won trials. Unfortunately, he didn't have the standard time, um, so he had to base it off of the world rankings to get him in Mm -hmm. but you know with a pr of 335 and just watching that race and trials he with him getting boxed in just ran a did not run a smart race and that type of race you cannot run in a heat of a 1500 in the olympics yeah right i think he has a lot of growing he's very talented Mm -hmm. um he has a lot of growing to do Mm -hmm. um but i just don't see it when you have that field with chiriot inc I mean, and him, him at 335, which I believe he could run faster than that, way faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see him with this, you know, him getting boxed in and him being new, um, you know, running. I don't think he's ran with world-class athletes yet. So, mm-hmm. No, I think it just goes back to just uh, training, I guess. Mm-hmm. Training and what, you know, the, your expectations are. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean the fifteen hundred. It's this is probably one of those races, in my opinion, where I think first and second are already secured. 
for say, you know, God forbid if either one of them get hurt, I don't foresee any of them not meddling. You know what I'm saying? Jakob or Chariot. So that's what I really look at it. So it's really just a race for third. It's really just a uh, race, just a medal, in my opinion, but who knows? <laughs> I'm highly confident. Out of my entire list um, that I've done for the men, mm-hmm. or no, not not other than like a couple other events, like okay. one in particular that we're going to talk about. This okay. is going to be, I, I feel like these are going to be the three medalists. Um, mm-hmm. Unless, you know, unless something happens with Katira. Katira is a wild card in this still. Um, but just from him, what I've seen in these past few races, he's looking really good, and he's coming into form. Um, but, yeah, th- this is my list, and I'm very confident that these are going to be the medalists in okay. Tokyo. Okay. Like now, let's stop down the distance a little bit. Let's go back to the hurdles, so the 110-meter hurdles. Mm-hmm. Now, this is pretty straightforward with the gold medalists. Um, I have Grant Holloway winning the gold in mm-hmm. a world record time. Um, he's breaking the world record time. Yeah, 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 he's he's definitely. Record. Almost did it in trials. What was he? A couple milliseconds away. He's definitely doing it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. He, he might just play with them and do it in the final. Yeah, he, he's breaking the world record. Yeah. Um, and if not, he doesn't, he's going to run exactly the world record time. That's yeah. just how dominant he is. Okay. But I have Orlando Ortega of Spain finishing in second. And I have Ronald Levy of Jamaica, the Jamaican trials champion mm-hmm. with the bronze medal. And then I have Dan mm-hmm. finishing in fourth. Now, uh-huh. if you don't notice, if you watch that race from 2019, the mm-hmm. World Championship Finals, Orlando Ortega of Spain was closing in on Holloway. Mm-hmm. He was in position. But unfortunately, but Jamaican that we know by the name of Omar McLeod, who <laughs> for some reason came in eighth as trials and made this whole rant um, about how he's the reigning Olympic champion he needs to be on the team. He was, he grabbed his hand in, in backflip. And affected his race. And I definitely think that Ortega would have been the silver medalist in that world championships. What? Um, yeah, that, that was just... Uh, Makes no sense. This guy, he's... Uh, well, Cloud, uh, I don't know what to say about him. Um, but... <laughs> he's invested a 13.15, so that's pretty solid. Um, okay. And I definitely think he's performed... I haven't seen him perform in the Diamond League yet, but he does pretty good in these type of races. Okay. Um, and then Ronald Levy, he just won the Diamond League race in, was it Monaco? Mm-hmm. I don't I know if it was Monaco or the, the one Gateshead. He won one of those races. Let me let me check really quick. I want to make sure I'm... Let's see when he ran. It's so funny how, you know, we talked about this last episode on how a lot of these athletes, you know, while they were growing up, they looked up to, you know, they looked up to their role models, you know, people that was, I guess that they felt as if they reflected them in the athletic yeah. background. And now, yeah, and it's going to take everything to detour them, especially while they're in their prime. Yeah. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, he ran that in Gateshead. That's when he came in first. Ah, okay. So he's won a Diamond League race, and he's a pretty solid hurdler. PR or season's best of 13.08. I believe that's his PR. So those are my, I'm confident in those medalists. Um, Daniel Roberts has had a very up-and-down season. Mm-hmm. Um, he did finish third in trials mm-hmm. with a 13.11. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's you haven't seen – hurdles are one of those races too where, you know, if you start hitting hurdles, you know, mentally it just affects you. Yeah. Well, they just, you know, pulling a cloud and doing a lot of funny stuff if you're just not – if you don't have your yeah. steps correct yeah, um, and you just start hitting hurdles. And I feel like Roberts yeah, is one of those those yeah. athletes, those runners who does suffer from that. Exactly. And I was just going to say that hurdles is definitely the most technical sport in track and field. You know, not only do you have to be fast to be on, you know, a relay team. But you also, it's very technical, right? And, you know, also, or not the 4 by 4 for one. Um, you know, for the sprinting, short sprints, you know, it, it could even translate to the uh, steeple, right? We've seen a lot of athletes, um, unfortunately, they fell or they just tripped up because they don't, they're not jumping over the steeple correctly. So, it's definitely one of those, it's definitely the most, one of the most technical races in my opinion. Yeah, very technical. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are my medalists. Um, Another shout-out to Devin Allen of the U.S. did finish second in trials. Oh, snap. I just what? realized he has the same... Has the same birthday as you? Wow. That's me. I just looked at it. This is number 12. <laughs> just figure that out. Um, he's pretty... He's a finalist. Um, I just don't think he's on the same level as someone as, you know, as the medalist. Um, but he has finaled in the Olympics before. Um, very consistent you know, in terms of time-wise mm-hmm. and place. Um, but I just don't see him making his way on the podium. It would be nice. Okay. You know, maybe. I could be wrong. Maybe he may have the race of his life and come and slip in the podium. But yeah. just based off his past performances, he's uh, in the podium. Okay. All right. Now, let's get into the most anticipated race. Most anticipated matchup of this entire Olympic Games and track and fields, in my opinion. We have the 400 meter hurdles. Yes, the battle between Karsten Warholm and Rye Benjamin. This is a matchup that everybody is waiting to see. <laughs> um, and like I said, this is going to be. Like I said before, this is going to be the three medalists from, mm-hmm. from Tokyo. This list that I'm going to name. Okay. So these are my predictions here. I have Karsten Warholm winning the gold in rec- world record time. I have Rye Benjamin coming in silver in a close. And I have Alison Dos Santos of Brazil coming in third. And Kyron McMaster of the Ivory, or no, not the Ivory, the British Virgin Islands coming in fourth. Okay, so now, you pretty much have everybody in their righteous order. Exactly. Just based off. 
I just can't see anybody challenging um, yeah. these. These are the three medalists. I, I just can't see it, why they can't be. The most mm-hmm. consistent hurdlers in the entire season. I mean, I now, think that, right? This, um, real quick, as we said, as far as – I don't think people realize that, you know, for example, right, um, Warhol's fastest time is a 46-7, right? He's like, sweet, you know, that's his – He's the best. That's uh, world record. Yep. Yeah, world record, so, 46.70. Exactly. Versus, you know, Jaleel, uh, Jamaica, 48.18. So I don't think people realize that, oh, it's only two seconds, three seconds. That's not difficult to drop. What? Trust <laughs> me. They they don't know 400 hurdles. <laughs> they they don't clearly – they seriously think it's that oh. – at all. I'm telling you, this world's strength is just out of this world. If you watch this guy, you know, run, this guy explodes from the gun. Um, He does what a lot of athletes try to do at mm-hmm. final 200. But Warhol just keeps going. He sustains that same speed for the entire race. Mm-hmm. He runs such a consistent um, 400 hurdles that, you know, I, I just can't. Now, let me say this. And, you know, first and second can go either way. You know, there is a realm where Rye Benjamin can outkick Warhol. But let me let me tell you this, right? If you guys look at Benjamin's trial race, and we did talk about this at the, the, fi- the last podcast. He ran a very conservative 200. And then he negative split his last 200. Speed. Almost breaking the world record. I definitely believe that if he went out a little bit harder, more aggressive, he would have broken the world record. Now, Benjamin has more foot speed than Warhol. There's no doubt. If you look at his 400 time, he's a 44 400 runner. Um, but if Warhol, he cannot run that race against Warhol. Warhol is going to explode from the gun. For him to do that sudden burst of speed, it's going to be tough to catch Warhol, who was run such a consistent race. I think I believe this is what's going to happen. Benjamin is going to go out, not at the same speed as Warhol, but he's going to be more aggressive, and he's going to try to replicate that same race he ran in trials. Um, now, and it's going to be a close finish. It's not going to be a walk in the park. Extremely like that race. The diamond final in 2019 is going to be just like that. Um, and just Warholm has not has been undefeated since 2018. He has not lost one single race. Uh, and he has performed. He's been in these moments, you know, before. He's a two-time world champion. I, I see Warholm right now. I, I think it's going to be a close finish, but I feel like both Warholm and Benjamin are going to be. Under the world record. We're looking at a 46-5. Okay, but both of them are going to be under the world record. Um, and I'm extremely excited for this race. I cannot wait to see this. Really hope that they don't help me. But um, that's, yeah, I have Warholm winning. Benjamin coming in second. And Dos Santos, shout out to him. 
you know, it's been doing very well. It's been progressing very well, running a lot of PRs this season. Um, third, and he's going to be a really good hurdler as well. Um, I think he's progressing in the right direction. He may be up there with them next season. Uh, yeah, that that's for the 400 hurdles. The most anticipated, excited matchup, in my opinion. Now, let's move up the distance. Now we're on the 3,000-meter steeplechase. Now, this is another one um, where a lot of notable absences. Um, Caprudo, Consellus, Consellus, Caprudo, reigning Olympic. And did not qualify for his team. Evan Jaeger, the reigning silver medalist from the Olympics, is dealing with injuries. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries since 2019. And then, uh, who else? I mean, so this was kind of tough to come up with the medals. I couldn't even come up with a fourth place. That's how tough it was. But just looking at the world rankings, um, who's running the fastest times in the world? I have, for the world, I have Lametra Gurma of Ethiopia. Barely beat Kipriya in the world since 2019. I have him coming in first. The silver medalist, I have Sufayn, Sufayn Al-Bakali of Morocco, that tall Moroccan that we usually see in the steeplechase, um, coming in second. And then I have that's how you pronounce it, from Ethiopia coming in bronze. Now, this, like I said, a lot of notable absences here, but Gurma was super close to beating Caputo. It was like a, basically a lean at the end. Um, from Worlds. He's the fastest just based off a place. He's the fastest runner in this field. Um, and since he came in second, he is, with Kip Riddle being absent, he should be, he should win. But, you know, it's been two years two years since um, that happened. And let me see, let me look at the season best really quick. What is this? He has the fastest time in the world right now, 8.07, that he ran in Monaco. So he's basically right there. Um, and then Bacali, 8.54. Um, and he's been pretty consistent. I believe he was third in Doha, and in 2017 he came in second. So he usually finds his way on the podium. And then I have Whale of Ethiopia coming in third, season best of eight eight oh nine. And this once again, this was a tough this was a tough one. Um there's also Kenyan here, Abraham Tibiwat, who does the second fastest time. He ran a monocle of eight oh seven point eight one. So he could be in the mix as well. But um yeah, that's that's my medalist. Um really tough with all these notable absences, just basing it off of who is the fastest in the world and who has medaled in previous championships. Have anything to say about the steeplechase, Cairo? Can I hear me? Cairo, you there? Seems like Cairo is having some technical issues. 
Um, but I'm going to move on. Thousand meters. Okay. Now, this is an event. Um, no more Mo Farah. Mo Farah has retired. Or, well, he did try to enter mm-hmm. the 10K. Yep. But he um, fortunately did not have. Yep. And he will not be in here. So the Mo Farah era is, you can say, safely is over. Dang. But we have two Ugandans here. Mm. We got Joshua Chepty guy who's been on a tear mm-hmm. these past couple years. Mm-hmm. He broke the world record in the 5K and 10K mm-hmm. in in um last year, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And he's done very good in half marathons. He's has placed. Mm-hmm. But he has a teammate, his Ugandan teammate, Jacob Kiplingo, who is slipping under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the fastest time. If you look at it, um, I've beaten Chep guy in a couple of road races. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is who I have in my medalist. Okay, I have Joshua Chep guy. Okay, finishing in first, okay. winning the gold. I have Jacob Chip Kip Limo finishing in silver. Okay, bronze. I have. Jakob Inkebritskin, right? I'm pretty sure. I do believe he's doing the double, the five, the 15 5K double in Tokyo, okay. finishing in third. And I have Mohammed Ahmed of Canada finishing in fourth. Now, from what I've seen, Jacob Kiplimo has a lot of foot speed. He has more foot speed than Cheptegai. Yeah. But Cheptegai is one of those runners who, who's very, when it comes to these races, it's going to be a fast race. And he's very good at splits of even running, even splits. Yeah, running that robotic race. Yeah. Like if he runs that world record, mm-hmm. he's gonna go for. I don't know if it's gonna be a world record, but he's gonna run close to world his his world record time. Okay. Um, and if he does exactly that, um, I don't see anybody, you know, beating him. I, I just can't. I don't see it now. Kip Limo could. I, I'm pretty sure Kiplimo's going to be running right after him. Going to be right mm-hmm. behind him. And there's a possibility that he does outkick him. Yeah. But Cheptegai's just been so dominant on the track these past these past two years that, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's the new king of distance running. Okay. That's fair. I believe right now. And then Jakob, as you know, Jakob does have the world <clears throat> leading time of 12.48, mm-hmm. which he did run in on June 10th. So it was a while ago. But he ran in a world-class field race um, mm-hmm. with some of the top athletes. Um, Gibri Hith, I'm looking. Kutil's in that race as well, 1250. I'm not sure if he's running the 5K. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Knight, also another Canadian, was in there. Um, but, yeah, those are my um, medalists. And if okay. you guys know, if you remember from 2019, Jakob was in last lap. Unfortunately, Jakob pulled a rookie move and decided to exert all this extra speed, extra energy on the back half, causing him to not just kind of running out of steam, finishing in fifth. Yeah, run so I feel like strategic race. Like he was, he got too excited too early. And that's kind of common for young athletes, young runners, yeah, just being course, in that field. Um, but he's matured since then, and he's very tactical. Um, he's very consistent with his training. He trains with his two brothers. Yeah. And his family, his dad, I believe, is the coach. So 
he if anybody knows his running tactics, you know, it's going to be that. Um, so I do believe that he is capable of meddling and he will come in third. Mm-hmm. And he has a pretty good kick as well. So those are my medalists for the 5K. Okay. Now, let's move up to the 10K. Once again, I, for my medalists, I have Joshua Cheptegei winning. Okay. Um, is going to be right behind him in second, okay. winning this over. And then third, I have Solomon Morega of Ethiopia winning the bronze. And then I have Yomith Kelakea. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that. You'll need Kajaleka coming in fourth. Um, And I just feel like, just based off of what I've seen in past competitions, um, Cheptegei is the new king of distance running right now. So, running that world record race, just, you know, even splitting his laps, running those one, one minute laps. Mm-hmm. Or one minute quarters, um, I could see him winning. Now Kiplimo, once again, he has a stronger kick. He could outkick him, mm-hmm. but the the strength and endurance endurance that Kip, um, guy has just mm-hmm. makes it very hard to beat. Uh, so that's my medalist. What do you? Any thoughts on that? What about the? A, uh, what about Grant? Oh, Americans. Now, Grant Fisher, man, he has come a long way. Yeah. I remember Grant from high school. You know, was bringing yeah, a lot yeah. of records. He a lot. And he did pretty good collegiately. Um, mm-hmm. He did, I believe, finish first one NCAA championship. And he's had a couple of silver medalists. Mm-hmm. He came second in trials. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see it, though. The, the East Africans are just so dominant. If you look at these times, let me pull up the 10K. Um, 10K times. I think the right top now, time right now is right now is like 26.33. Yeah. Kip Lemo's running a 26.33, which is an yeah. incredible time. Yeah. Uh, right now, I don't see Chep the guy on here. He probably hasn't ran a 10 this year, yeah. 10K, but he's going to be in He's going to be in the mix. Grand Fisher sitting at 13th with a 2711. Mm-hmm. From 2633 to 2711, that's a huge gap. Huge. Um, and with Chep the guy and Kip Lima in this race, you mm-hmm. know it's going to be a sub 27 race. It's going to be a sub 27. Um, so I just can't, I could see Grant Fisher, you know, cracking top 10. Yeah. I agree. He, he can finish in the top 10, but for him to be, he's not going to be up there with Kip Lima. He's I, in my opinion, have, uh, like amazing race. Yeah, I just like, don't see the most yeah perfect race for him to be in anywhere near contention. In my opinion, exactly. Plus athletes, plus runners. that's strong in the you know the distance events. Yeah. Right? Oh, speaking of U.S. athletes, I forgot to mention in the five K. Just thought of it. Uh-huh. Uh, complete. What's his name again? Paul Chalimo. Yeah, Chalimo. Um, I forgot to mention him in the 5K. Um, He was the reigning silver medalist Mm -hmm. in Rio. He did finish behind Mo Farah. But once again, with a field of, let's see what his season best is. 
in the 5K. I completely forgot about him. Chalimos is such a... He's one of those runners who, you know, extraordinary potential. Or extraordinary talent. Not potential. Extraordinary talent. But I just feel like he's one of those guys that just have to be in the right state of mind. So if that makes sense. That's kind of the vibe I get off of him. You know, he's fully capable of competing, um, of, you know, being in contention for a minute. But he's just one of those people, in my opinion, that just has to be in the right state of mind for him to, I guess, compete at the level that we expect from him, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't even see his time here on all athletics. What do you run in trials? Chalimo, I think you're in, um... Uh, I'm just, that's weird how his results are not on. Oh, yeah, he's not on here. Let me look really quick. Let me see what his time was. Okay. 13.26. Uh, okay. So his season best, I believe, is 13.26. Okay, that would have um, put him... Yeah, he probably didn't... Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't see him on here. Oh, he's on the next page. Yeah, but that doesn't really count. I mean, that was Childs. Yeah, he's definitely. I think his PR. Let me see his PR here. Thirteen. Thirteen point six won't even get you. Yeah, that's like that was back in Mofira's time. (laughs) Not even. Yeah, I mean like. yeah, a PR twelve fifty seven. He ran in twenty eighteen. Um, ah, once okay. again, yeah, he's. I know he's gonna be in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, he can finish top five. He can finish top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't see him top. beating. He, yeah, I see he's gonna be a top five. I think he'll probably be fifth. I can see him at fifth. Fifth or sixth, I think. Yeah, I agree. Just check the guy and get more just on a whole nother level. Yeah. Whole nother level. It's so. like, it's going to be like two separate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my list for the running events. Now, okay. let's get into the relays. Okay. Now, for the next four by one, okay? Mm-hmm. These are my medalists, right? I have... USA went in the gold. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I have for sick second, this is going to surprise a lot of people. I have South Africa winning the silver in the 4x1. Interesting. And then in bronze, I have the Japanese with Jamaica finishing in fourth. Now, if we look at this, right? USA, right? Mm. We got... They have four of the six fastest runners in the world with Bromel, Ronnie Baker, Curly, and Menderic. Um wow. Now, it's not a guarantee if these athletes are going to be. Um, definitely yeah, Bromel. are going to be on the relay team. Bromel and Baker are guaranteed locks. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they can throw someone like a Lyles in there. Mm-hmm. You can have a Lyles in there for third leg, may substitute him for Curly. Or Mendera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, these are all sub 
10, 100 meter runners. Mm-hmm. And looking at these other athletes from these other countries, you know, we don't have, they don't have four athletes running in, you know, sub 10. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like it's USA's race to lose. Now, South Africa, of course, you have Simbine running a 9.84. He has the second fastest time in the world. Okay. There's another South African, Jif Leotella. Don't know who that is. Never heard of him. Um, but after looking that, he has a 9.94 mm-hmm. PR. So they South Africa has two sprinters, sub 10. And then you have the collegiate from University of Houston, mm-hmm. Sean Mazawagani. Mazawani. Um, he did finish second to Leard and NCAA, and he is representing South Africa at the Olympics. He's at a 10.04. Okay. Um, hundred. So, three pretty good hundred runners, yeah. and they just need to throw in a fourth guy in there. I'm pretty sure they can find a fourth person. So, um, South Africa second. Yes. Interesting. I think with just those times, they can get those fluently and efficiently. I mean, they should be second. Because they're tied for ninth in the world as of right now. They're tied at well, ninth alongside with. Um, that's probably like a B team, though. Like, yeah, they. Yeah. I don't really. Care. I want to be this is not the best. They yeah, just throw in sprinters in there. Most accurate. Because they probably didn't have the top guys on there. Yeah. All four of them. And I have Japan. I mean, Japan, we. I mean, that real four by one. But the Japanese, oh my god! I mean, they just showcase that you don't have to have the most skill on your squad, but you know, if you have technique, you have great exchange. You know how to deliver when the pressure's on. That could just be that could be just as effective as being able to match your competition with the skill set. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, and they've performed well. I mean, they were third in the world 2019. They were silver in Rio. Mm-hmm. So I believe they were third in the 2017. So they have podium in these past yeah. few global championships. And, you know, they're in their home country. Exactly. So, I mean, they're – I feel like that home crowd, even though there's not going to be any stadiums, just the, you know, the feeling of being in your home country, yeah. you want to represent them the best way possible. Yeah. Motivation. I don't know what happened to what's his name though. I haven't heard about him. Oh. Sonny Brown. I don't. I don't is he hurt? I don't know. I haven't seen him. I haven't heard anything about him. I know he went pro, but looking at the list, I mean, I see Japan has a sub, one sub ten runner, mm. a nine point nine five, and they have another athlete at ten point zero one. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He's probably injured, most likely, because yeah, we would have heard of him. That sucks though, because he has a lot of a lot of potential. He Hopefully, did. everything is fine, or he maybe he's just slipping under the radar. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, those are my medalists. I'm pretty confident in that list. Okay. Now, I just, I just don't think that Jamaican team is, is just not as strong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have I mean, Johan Blake as their fastest runner. And you know, it's it's very unfortunate, right? Because 
coming from past years where Jamaica was superior. Four by one, their four by one team was superior. No one was defeating them, you know, with Bolt, with a prime Bolt, a prime Johan, a Safa, the sub 10 king. You know, it just seemed as if like that team was just unbeatable for a little bit, kind of like the Warriors, I guess. Yeah, they had their dynasty or whatever. But then it's just the talent. I, I just don't understand why. I, I never understood that, right? I know there's talented runners in Jamaica. Like, what's going on? Is it injuries? Is it commitment? I don't understand what's going on here. And Bolts even stated that he's very disappointed in Jamaican. How there's no one to surpass him. Or not surpass him, but, you know, be up there with him. Yeah, and we, like I just said, we. But I just don't know why it's not being. Refilled, like why is it? You know they've been pretty stagnant for a while now. Exactly. So I don't know. So I, just, I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah. So I, I just don't see them. You know they could slip into third, but I just don't see them meddling. I can even see them throwing the baton. Yeah. You know having a miscommunication in the relay. Yeah. That has happened. Well, no. Um, and then another one, Canada. Um, not sure where their team is at right now. They do have DeGrasse, mm-hmm. and we know that he's going to be anchor, so he could slip them in medal contention, but who are the three other sprinters on that team? Yeah. Not one one, one athlete is not going to carry them to yeah, a medal. Yeah, if one, only one athlete's running sub-10, you're not winning. You're not meddling. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, let's look at the 4x4. Four four. Now, this was tough to come up with. Um, out of the U.S. winning gold. Okay. Um, and let me just tell you my list. I have the U.S. winning gold. Okay. I have Trinidad and Tobago winning silver. Okay. And then I have Jamaica in bronze. And this fourth place, I have Bahamas in fourth, but it could go either way with Jamaica or Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't, I don't know, know who the other three athletes or three three sprinters they have on that Bohemian team. But I mean, you have this is, Trinidad going second. How come? Yeah, Trinidad has been. Um, they have medaled. Mm. I believe in Worlds they were third or something. I I'm not sure, but a world champion or these global championships. Yeah. So they probably have a solid four four by four team, and I'm just basing it based off the of statistics. Okay. Um. And I think Jake Jamaica has a couple of have solid four hundred runners to medal mm. in the relay. And okay. I don't see it. Um I don't I don't think European Europe has a lot of strong four hundred runners. Yeah. Um, to beat the Caribbean, so and the yeah. US. Okay. Um but the USA, right? And this is who I think should be on the team. I believe they should have Randolph as first leg. Mm-hmm. Benjamin on second. Mm-hmm. Michael Cherry as the third leg. Okay. And Norman on anchor. Okay. That's the four by four team. There's no. Do you think they can chase the uh, the world record? No, I do not think they're gonna chase the world record. And, and Ross running sub forty three or sub mm-hmm. forty four, um, unless there's some spectacular Cherry runs a. Ex- 
under like extraordinary split. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think the U.S. The U.S. has stronger 400 teams. Mm-hmm. Back when you know you had Merritt and Warner, um, they've had stronger 400 teams, and that, that world record I believe is like what 254. Yeah, Michael Johnson. Yeah, they're not getting. They're not getting that. They can still do okay. sub three. They can do a sub three, but no, nah, that's not happening. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, and that's our predictions for Tokyo. Um, like I said, this is going to be a very intriguing meet. I cannot wait. I'm going to be watching every single second of it, every single heat, race, everything. What do you think? One last question: Who do you? Which race do you think is going to be the most exhilarating? Like, what's going to be, I guess, either the biggest shock or just the oh my, at one of those type of races, like yo. What um, watch? I'm gonna have to say the. I mean, the 400 hurdles, I believe, is gonna be the most race. I think that's that's gonna be the race of the meet with Warholm and Benjamin. Yeah, I, I I'm putting my money on that. Mm-hmm. But once again, you never know. You never know. You can. There's been in the past. We've seen a lot of surprises. Yep. In the Olympics. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Because remember, like I said, everyone has a common goal. So, you know, and you know, we saw this from Norman. Just because you may be the fastest runner statistically in the world, you know, that doesn't anything can happen. Everyone has the same common goal. Everyone's trying to do this they're trying to accomplish the same, trying to be on the podium. Right, they're trying to put on the to represent their country. So you know, whoever you are, wouldn't take things lightly, but not take things lightly. So it's gonna be interesting. I agree. Um, my the race I'm looking forward to the most, I would have to say is I, I do actually want to see the 400 hurdles. I feel like that would be very interesting. You know, Benjamin and Warholm, but. On the men's end, I think the – aside from the relays, right, because the relays are actually pretty entertaining, as we know. Um, I'm going to have to go with – honestly, I think – I want to say the the eight. The eight may be interesting. If it's a fast race, the eight will be interesting, in my opinion. If it's – if it's not a tactical race, it'll be, it'll be um, interesting to watch. Uh, it, trust me, if Jewett's in that final, it's not going to be any tactical race. That, I feel like that's just going to be one of those races where, unlike the other ones where, you know, you have an outlier. You have somebody that you expect to do well. And then, like I said, you know, I'll just lead to two separate races. So basically, guys are racing for second and third. I feel like with that race, anything can happen, right? So... No one has it down the pack because, as we know, Amos is has the fast time as of right now. But from past experiences, from past races, Amos for some reason does not do well in the rounds, and that doesn't translate to him meddling. So we'll see. Yeah, I think eight. I think eight would be my most, um, most anticipated race. I'm ready to see it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Now, we will be doing a separate one on the women. Um, I feel like the women 
especially in the sprints, are going to be very tough to come up with medalists. And you'll mm-hmm. see um, once I release that. Mm-hmm. Like this podcast, give it a like, and we'll be coming out with more. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Peace. Peace.